welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, brought to you every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Aetherius Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. Be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets, and much more. Today on Aetherius Radio Live, your hosts are Richard Lawrence and Quizzy Blaze, and they will be discussing the initiation of Earth, what it means to us. So, without further ado, I give you Richard Lawrence and Quizzy Blaze. Thank you very much, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Hi, Chrissy. Hello. Hello there, Richard. Yes. I hope my voice didn't interrupt Nikki there. Oh, yeah, we don't like to interrupt Nikki when she's in full flow. Definitely not. We know who's in charge around here. Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, Chrissy, how are you doing? It's, um, it's incredible weather here. Oh, good. So you've got a nice lot of sun. Yeah, we've had incredible weather here, almost too much sun, too dry, but we're oh. not complaining. It's like a so. normal day in, you know, in, in L.A. or somewhere like that, but over here it's like, whoa, what's happened? Well, that's it's, lovely. Uh, it's I very good. Get out, get out and enjoy the well, sun I, a little. <laughs> well, we've, we've got our pilgrimage, you know, scheduled, our annual pilgrimage scheduled for Saturday at Holston Down. And oh, what's perfect. great about that, it, yeah, we go every Saturday, uh, every year, every Saturday, that would be nice, every year, as you know, the last, uh, yes. or usually the last weekend, this time it's the penultimate weekend of July, but this year it's fallen exactly on the 23rd of July, which is the anniversary, the exact anniversary of the charging of Holston Down, so it's a double bonus. Oh, lovely, yes, how wonderful. I, I know normally there's, you know, a lot of people go to that, don't they? Many, over 100 yeah, people, we, we, usually. Yeah, we, we generally go over, yeah, we get over 100, and I hope we get a good turnout. Everyone's welcome. Uh, all the Theorist Radio Live listeners are welcome if they can get to Devon in in uh, southern England this Saturday uh, we start at 12 noon and uh, we do Operation Prayer Power there so uh, people can come along and, and experience that absolutely and if people are listening um, from near there or from the United Kingdom then I th- I, it's one of the most wonderful experiences in the whole world isn't it going on a, mm. a pilgrimage to Holston Down with Operation Prayer Power I mean you really yeah. it's hard to beat isn't it it is, and of course, yeah, and that's how, of course, Operation Prayer Power started, didn't it? And you were there, and I was there, yeah. giving mm-hmm. our age away now. It was in 1973, June the 30th, Baby. on Holston Down. Um, yeah. And that was, of course, uh, Dr. King himself was there, obviously, to, to launch his own mission. The other thing about it, it's, it's situated very close to a psychic center of the Mother Earth, the one in the Bristol Channel. Yeah. So you have that too, that fantastic connection with, with the Mother Earth, the theme really of our broadcast today. Um, so yes, as many people, and also I should add, I should add very quickly that there's also a pilgrimage on Saturday to Mount Baldy in California, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for those in that part of the world, that will be fantastic too. Absolutely, and yes, absolutely. A, and of course that's the mountain, that one of the mountains that was charged by... Mars Sector 6, who's the focus yes. of, uh, of today's broadcast. And for those who, who uh, didn't catch the April Ethereus Radio Live with uh, Mark Bennett and myself, that was all about Mars Sector 6, Lord of all he surveys. Uh, that was April the 19th, if you want to catch the download, to bring you up to speed on this incredible uh, master. Um, certainly, you know, if not the greatest, one of the greatest ever to communicate with this planet at any time. 
through anyone. Yes, absolutely. So well, that leads us in, doesn't it? So today we've we've had, of course, the celebration uh, of the initiation of Earth. How was your um, July the eighth celebration in Michigan? Oh, it was absolutely wonderful. Uh, I think they always mm. are, whichever part of the world you're celebrating, and there's a certain mm. magic that really you can't find on any other day of the year, I don't believe. And mm. it's so wonderfully spiritual. It's like being in this kind of spiritual retreat for a day, and then you come mm. out into the world afterwards, you know, to drive home, and it all seems so strange. Do you, do you have that feeling? You know, the normal yes, everyday it, things seem so odd, you know. Yes, because you're taken up to a higher reality, really, on that day. And we've had reports from all over the world, New Zealand, um, LA, obviously, throughout this country, Africa, um, Portugal, all over the world, really. I've missed other areas where we've been celebrating. And for newer listeners, of course, that is the day uh, that we devote. It's our most important day in our calendar, because that is the day which is marking the actual initiation of Earth, which took place on July the 8th, 1964. Do you, do you want to say a few words about the initiation of Earth, Chrissy, before we get into the transmission we're going to discuss today and what it means to us? Oh, right, yes. Um, the initiation of Earth, the primary initiation of Earth, as Richard said, took place on July the 8th, 1964. And... This was a very, very significant day, not only for the Mother Earth as a great intelligence, which she is, and this was a long overdue initiation uh, because she had held this in abeyance, if you like, because of humanity. And out of her deep compassion, she had uh, pushed back you know, her own bliss and uh, and until she was told this can no longer happen and she had to take this initiation in which great energies are being released. And I believe um, this was, the be and there's some debate about the beginning of the Aquarian age, but I believe that this day makes sense to me, was the beginning of the Aquarian age. And um, it's a time when great energies were given to the earth uh, by highly evolved intelligences from within the solar system, the solar lords, and, and so forth. It was a very, very complex um, uh, operation which took place. And um, it's something very, very important in the history of humanity and, as I say, of the world. And mm. gradu the, the Earth, again, in her great compassion for humanity, has agreed for her energy, this great energy, to be released slowly because was it, had it been released all at once, this great energy she was given through the initiation, then humanity could not have withstand the, the tremendously high vibrations. So once again, in her compassion, these are being released very, very slowly. But even so, we, humanity, have to uh, step up, if you like, uh, our, our own vibrations uh, so that we can remain on this planet because... Uh, and you, you'll see, and it was predicted that, um, you know, the energy, these increased energies and so forth would, for some people that would be very, very difficult to, to handle. And we see in this world sort of a kind of an insanity going on at the same time as other people are becoming more interested in spirituality and wanting to raise their vibrations. And at the same time, there's kind of strange, insane things that are happening. And this is... I believe, part of the release of the energy and, of course, the um, more cosmic ray bombardment because of the bringing down of the ionosphere, which, was, again, was predicted in our teachings. And so it's a very, very uh, significant time that we're in now, uh, really a relatively few decades after this primary initiation. And uh, so important that um, it's something... I think the topic of this show is like is vitally important and life-changing for us all, really, because it's the most important thing that we'll ever hear about in this life. You know, it really is. Mm, very well put. And what I would like to just, before we get stuck into the transmission we're going to go through by Mars Sector 6, is just put it in the context of various prophecies and ideas that have been around our planet for thousands of years in some cases. Um, and let me just... Um, talk about this because I, I 
did quite a campaign, and I think we've spoken before, certainly on Ethereus Radio Live, about the great change. There is, by the way, a YouTube on YouTube, a video called The Great Change, which was put together by Ayub Malik, and it's also among the Ethereus Society videos, uh, which you can look up on ethereus.org. And I came across right. some interesting information, which I think is fascinating, but incomplete, without knowledge of what we're going to be discussing this, this day. Um, let, let me illustrate what I mean. Thousands of years ago, the Hindu scribes warned of a dark age, which they called Kali Yuga. They wrote of the destruction and strife which will arise in those days, which many believe to be the period we are now living through. They spoke of an avatar given the name Kalki, who will come to establish a new spiritual order. By the way, before I go on, Chrissy, is, is the sound quality okay, or do you hear the sound of an air conditioner while I speak? No, it sounds perfect to me. Does it? Good, okay. So that, yes. Great, good. So that's the Hindu scribes. In ancient Greece in the 8th century BC, Hesiod spoke of the final days of warfaring and social upheaval in which Zeus would destroy humanity's wickedness. The Mayan prophecies, well known, focus on December the 21st, 2012, when their calendar ended, with cataclysm, flooding, and other natural disasters. And this is understood by some to be followed by a great new age on this earth. Some Mayan traditions speak of the return of gods, such as Kukulkan and Bolon Yokte. The Aztecs, also from South America, prophesied the return of Quetzalcoatl, the ancient ruler of the Toltecs, to bring in a reign of peace and spiritual order. The Hopi Indians from North America predicted the arrival of Pahana at the time of great purification, who, they say, will travel to other planets. The Old Testament prophesies the coming of a Messiah, who some believe to have been Jesus, but according to the Jewish calendar, has yet to come. The New Testament says that the Son of Man will come to earth in a cloud to bring redemption after a period of distress and natural disaster. Some Sufis prophesy that a Messiah named Khidir will appear at a time of catastrophe to bring world peace. Ancient Egyptian legends speak of Osiris coming to herald in a new age. Zoroastrians believe in the coming of Salshiant, if I pronounce that correctly, at the time of judgment to bring salvation and perfection to the world. Nostradamus prophesied the coming of a lord from the sky in the symbolic year of 1999. And theosophists speak of an imminent new age when the spiritual hierarchy of earth will come forth among men and the Lord Maitreya will appear among us. So there, Chrissy, there's a sort of variety of predictions going back thousands of years up to recent years where the people have spoke of, spoken about a new age which will come, a great new period, often heralded by a great being coming to earth. Uh, they've also, in some traditions, spoken of disaster, cataclysm, a sort of sorting of the wheat from the chaff, as it were, prior to this age, sometimes as a, almost like a punishment from a wrathful god. And they have missed out, I think. In, in a way, all these traditions, it's, you can't, they can't be blamed because the revelation of the initiation of earth hadn't been made. But on right. their own, without understanding what we're going to speak about today, they don't make, in my opinion, complete logical sense. Because why is it that God, or whatever you believe in, whatever the source of their prophecy, has suddenly, as it were, run out of patience and decided for no apparent reason, you know, I've had enough of this, I'm going to punish those people and change things. There's no given reason. What we understand is the reason for this new age. And I think really for people nowadays who talk about the new age, as many do, um, and now that the revelation has been made and is available, uh, and people can go to ethereus.org and get more information about this, there really is no excuse, unless you haven't ever heard of us at all, for this because now it's fully explained and that's really what we're going to do in, it, in this broadcast today so that's a bit of background Chrissy and what do you feel about getting stuck into the actual transmission itself 
Absolutely. I, I just want to congratulate you on the great research and all those different prophecies. Yes. And, uh, you know, one after another, I mean, there's absolutely no doubt, is there? Uh, whichever religion no, you happen to be a part of, you know. They all, all roads lead to, to truth, hopefully. Truth, yeah. Um, if, if, if they're correct, um, but they only have little, you know, as the Ramakrishna parable, little aspects of truth, you know, like the yeah. uh, the elephant and the four um, young boys who were, who were blind or blindfolded, whichever it was, and allowed to touch one part of the ele elephant and one touched a tail, one a leg, one the trunk, and all their descriptions were different. And then Ramakrishna said, yes, but the elephant is the same. You've only just touched on different aspects of it. And yeah, that is yeah. God, or truth, if you like. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so, um, the, the, tr the transmission that we're going to um, focus on now is the final chapter of a most wonderful book, a classic book, which I strongly recommend to every listener of Ethereus Radio Live, if you haven't already got it, and that's called You Are Responsible. And just before we get into it, I must say that Dr. King used to criticize himself for the title of the book because he did realize it's not a, a very commercial title, You Are Responsible. No. But on the other hand, it's a very true one. I think I can't think, and this is, a, this is actually a quote from Mars Sector 6, of a more apposite uh, message in three words to the people of this world. It really is, yes. Mm. It really is. Uh, the final chapter of that the chapter of that book, chapter thirteen, is called the Initiation of Earth. Now, just to uh, make explain this, this was delivered before uh, the initiation. So, as you heard from Chrissy, the initiation took place on July the eighth, nineteen sixty four, and this was delivered on April the seventh, nineteen sixty, actually in Detroit, Chrissy, yes, at, at the yes, American Legion that. Hall in Detroit not far from mm. where you are right now. Right. Um, Good things happen in this area. Yeah, absolutely. And it, <laughs> it is particularly significant. Dr. King chose to, uh, to, to conclude the book with it, and also the cover of the book, I think, is based around it very much, uh, the, the design of the cover. And, in fact, there's a quote from it on the cover of You Are Responsible, and it was what is particularly significant, I think, is that it was delivered by Mars Sector 6 because it was Mars Sector 6 who was to uh, coordinate and direct the initiation of Earth four years later on July the 8th, 1964. Right, yes, good point. He obviously so wanted really to over give to you. humanity, a, you know, a, he wanted to share with, with people what was about to come, yeah. Which indeed, indeed. So would you be kind enough to do the honours of starting to read from this historic transmission, and then we'll comment as we go, as usual. Absolutely. Thank you, Richard. Yes, love to. So this is Mars Sector 6 reporting from satellite number 3, now in magnetization orbit, Terra, during magnetization period number 1, present phase. Subject, the initiation of Earth. As you know, you terrestrials were offered sanctuary upon the planet you call Earth sometime after you had destroyed the planet upon which you lived. All that is left of that planet, Maldek, is cold, lifeless rock, devoid of atmosphere, the remains of a broken world. You came yeah, onto this planet... Yes, absolutely. We should stop. Sorry, there. all I was going to do there, 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 just to explain for people who aren't familiar with our teachings, uh, that uh, we came from another planet called Maldek. Um, it was over 18 million years that we came here, but we, the human race, and this is something that I think we really have to take into account in our every action is we are the destroyers. It's a, it's a terrible thing to, 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 to know this and to live with, and I'm sure that's why we've all blocked it out of our subconscious, as we've blocked out a lot of things about our past lives. But we actually uh, destroyed that planet in a nuclear explosion and then came here, and that planet is now, what is left of it, is actually the asteroid belt. Yes, and astronomers have confirmed that that used to be a planet, so they believe. Mm -hmm. So, um, yes. terrible thing, as you say. 
Mm. And I'll continue, shall I? Yes. You came onto this planet so that you might have the benefit of further experiences through the great teacher, life. Twice in the past, you have brought catastrophe to this planet. Today, you stand in the valley of decision. So we need to... Yeah, we need to explain that, that, don't we? Yes, well, the, the, the reference... Do you want to explain that, Chrissy? Or would you like me to? Yeah, um, it's up to you. I mean, after destroying a planet, can you believe that humanity built up a civilization again, mm-hmm. a civilization which is called Lemuria, sometimes called Mu, I believe, uh, and mm. it's quite well known about by researchers, um, metaphysical researchers and so forth. And uh, once again, we built up a civilization. We became technologically quite advanced, scientifically quite advanced, but once again split the atom and um, destroyed the civilization. We weren't allowed by karmic law to destroy the Earth, thank goodness. We had already Mm. done that, destroyed a planet, but we did destroy the civilization of Lemuria. And unbelievably then, uh, another civilization grew out of the atomic slime, the civilization of Atlantis, which everybody listening Mm. will have heard of, and once again, we built it up. Um, I hear not only scientifically, but also spirit, some degree of spiritual advancement too. But yes. still, um, we came to the great lessons that we all face of power and uh, all that comes with that. And once again, mm. we destroyed the civilization. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's hard to talk about, really, yes. isn't it, Richard? It is. And um, in fact, it's some of the very very early records in the Ramayana, Mahabharata, and so on. And some would say the Old Testament, for example, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah and the, uh, Lot, and the, I think his wife, was it, turned to salt. And, and some of the descriptions, particularly in the Hindu ones, are very close to um, you know, descriptions of atomic um, desolation and uh, you know, destruction. And describe these kind of wars the brahma weapon for example uh, which is referred to in the hindu scripts it is often considered to have been must have been some kind of atomic weapon just based on the effect in the book contacts with the gods from space i do give some examples of that some of these references um yes it's it's it's, it's a, almost unbelievable um and here we are again of course uh in the similar potentially similar position in fact i think even of this today or it's either today or yesterday chrissy over here they were discussing renewing our nuclear deterrent and on it goes so and and it was voted for and overwhelmingly approved by parliament so in this country and we're we're relatively tiny compared to the american arsenal or something you know uh, but it goes on um and the danger is there so that's I think in the early part of this transmission, in a way, the Master Mars Sector 6 is giving us a sort of showing us where we're at before he's telling us where, how we can go forward. Yes, that's so typical, isn't it? Always um, offers mm. a solution. Oh, um, totally. So, uh, so, as I said, today you stand in the valley of decision, as, as, as Richard said also. Um, during this time, the goddess known as Terra decided to await her cosmic initiation so that the life streams upon her body, gaining experience, could enjoy that experience unperturbed by outside conditions. I think we should just pause on that because you mentioned, Chrissy, that you know the Earth had been waiting for us and holding back her initiation. And here we're told explicitly that during this time, in other words, this 18 million year period plus earth has been waiting so she has been waiting the mother earth has been waiting for at least at the very minimum 18 million years it may even be longer it's certainly that long uh, it's not just like you know a few years and when you get words in transmissions like this like shortly and so on it's all in cosmic time. It's not shortly, may not mean next week or next year or, you know, in, in this century. Um, it's in the context of millions of years. And, and this is the tragedy that the earth has been waiting for us 
and she's more important than we are. That's, I think, one of the key things, actually, yeah. I would like to say early on about the New Age. We typically, even occult students and uh, ancient prophecies, all look upon it as something to do with us. As always, it's about us. Humanity is always like that. It isn't. Yeah. We're a side effect. The New Age is about the Mother Earth. And I think if people get that one message from today, they won't find it certainly as clearly and fully explained anywhere else because it was only given through Dr. King, certainly to the public, this uh, information. Um, that will be fantastic. It, it, so the New Age is about the Mother Earth and all the effects, all the prophecies I read out at the beginning are a result of that. They're not a result of us, they're a result of her. And had it not been for her patience, uh, it would have happened already. Yes, absolutely. And also during that time, as, as we mentioned, I mean, during those 18 million years, we destroyed two civilizations, which, I mean, we, we destroyed parts of her physical body. I mean, this tremendous... Mm tremendously disturbing to think about it what she went through mm. and yet still had the great love the great compassion it's unbelievable really yeah anyway. and we should allow ourselves to be disturbed by it you know some people block out things that are uncomfortable and you find it quite often i'm afraid in the new age movement if it's comfortable if it's nice it's got to be good but i'm afraid some of the greatest truths uh, are very uncomfortable and extremely disturbing and they're the ones we should let into our consciousness difficult yes. though it can be yes because this is when we change isn't it Make the, the that's how we needed. break down the uh, cognitive dissonance of blocking out right. memories because they're uncomfortable even in past lives you know right absolutely so I'll continue, shall I, Richard? Please do. The karmic law states that there is a limit to the suffering of a great one. The goddess terror must shortly take her rightful place in the cosmic scheme of evolution. This will mean a reduction in the intensity of the ionosphere around terror and a resultant high rise in the potency of cosmic rays actually reaching the surface of this planet. This will mean that only those of sufficient development will be able to withstand this cosmic bombardment. Shall yes. I? Uh, yes, well, you've paused there uh, because I think that's it. Right there is the explanation, and you touched on it in your words earlier, Chrissy. Uh, there's going to be a change. It has to come. It won't be decided even by the Mother Earth. It'll be decided by um, maybe a supreme lords of karma, a lords of creation. A great being will decide, and the Mother Earth then will have to uh, take her place, just as the Master Jesus, taking a, he, I'm sure he would say a smaller example even than the Mother Earth. Uh, you know, he was told he could only suffer for so long, and then he had to go, he had to stop. Uh, his suffering on the cross and so on. She's had these millions of years of suffering. It will come an end. So it's not a punishment, this great change, this bombardment, which some will find difficult to withstand. It's not a punishment. It's a change. Yes. Good point. Uh, and I think if you just finish that paragraph, Chrissy, then we'd better hand over to Nikki before we get into any trouble. Oh, time flies. Yes, absolutely. So do you want to finish reading that paragraph? Um, there, therefore it is obvious that terrestrial man must sort the wheat from the involved chaff. This is logic. See, that, that's, the, that's the thing. It's logic. It's an explanation. It's not some wrathful God saying, that's it, folks, I've had enough of you, and so on. It's a natural result of the Mother Earth taking the initiation, which she has now had, but as you said earlier, Chrissy, is holding back and will not be allowed to hold back forever. So shall we now hand over to, to Nikki to make her halfway announcements? Absolutely. Thank you. Hi, thank you very, very much. I mean, this is wow. What about the, this is the hour of truth. It really is. 
You are listening to a serious radio live with hosts Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze in this absolutely fascinating show, The Initiation of Earth, What It Means to Us. For your further study, are various publications available as both printed books and e-books by Dr. George King, including You Are Responsible, and Visit to the Logos of Earth, as well as related lectures available on CD and downloads. And please visit www.ethereus.org for this information and any further information about the Ethereus Society itself. Also, if you Google the Great Change YouTube, as mentioned by Richard, you will find this fascinating clip produced by Iomatic, which features Richard discussing what the true New Age will be will bring. You can be a part of this Great Change by joining in with the live online Twelve Blessing services every Saturday and Sunday. Please find out more by visiting www.twelveblessings.org. That's twelve in digits. Next weekend is an exciting one for the Ethereum on both sides of the pond. As mentioned by Richard on Saturday, July 23rd, pilgrimages to two holy mountains will be held, Holston Down in North Devon, UK, and Mount Baldy in Southern California, USA, to which all listeners of Ethereum Radio Live are warmly invited. Again, please visit www.ethereus.org for more details about these wonderful pilgrimages. And more information at the Ethereus Temple in London on Sunday, July 31st at 2 p.m. This is going to be a wow of an afternoon workshop entitled The Amazing Power of Crystals, where students can discover more about the fascinating subject from no less a personage than Alison Lawrence, who is an expert gemologist in her own right, and Mervyn Smith, who has a deep interest in earth mysteries and spiritual ecology. For more information on this workshop, please visit the website london-temple.org. For regular activities at the Michigan branch, please visit www.ethereusmi.org. So, with that in mind, we now return you to your host, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thank you, Nikki. Thanks, Nikki. I'll continue with so, the transmission. You, please do. Please do. Yes. Uh, terrestrial man faces many problems in the interim period. He faces the possibility of war brought about by the scheming few who have successfully trapped the unthinking majority by their insidious conditioning campaign. Shall I read this whole section, or shall I, do you want to stop here? Well, uh, we could pause there, because that's a reference to what we might call the silence group. Um, and yeah. that's, a, that's a topic, really, which uh, deserves its own program, maybe, sometime. But it's um, certainly true that uh, there is definitely a lot of manipulation. I mean, the world is not run by you know, prime ministers and presidents, and it, it is run, or even just by certain financial interests, it's, it's beyond even that. I mean, one of the uh, organizers of the silence group at one time was not specifically limited to this realm, even. Um, so it, it's a very dark and sinister group. I must say, as the years go on, it becomes clearer, even ever clearer to me that such a group exists. Um, and that's, I think, the reference that Mars Sector 6 is making. That's one of the great problems that we face on the physical plane, which they tend to run. Right. Very interesting. I mean, it's, yeah. it, you know, there are other forces as well, thank goodness, forces of light, forces of yeah. goodness, great missions being done as well. So both those things are at work on this physical plane. Yeah. And we just have to be alert to it and make sure we're not mm. part of this insidious mm. conditioning campaign. Indeed. The next part, um, he faces disease, which is now prevalent upon the planet. He faces the direct result of another's greed, another's lust for power, another's wrongful control. He faces the direct results of those thermonuclear weapons he has already exploded. He faces the prospect of freak weather conditions caused mainly by the gross disruption of finely balanced terrestrial magnetic conditions. 
He faces mutation in future generations brought about by cellular disease caused by the mutated acceleration of cellular division. These things do men face this night. Yes, I think we could pause. That's really a list there, and it and it does refer back, in in fact, to some of the prophecies that I mentioned earlier, um, and, and prophecies of of ecological disturbance. And in in those days, there would be you know the shaking of the earth and the flooding of the earth and the great winds and the hurricanes and the environmental conditions as we'd now call them. Uh, and and we've seen some of that. But I would like to throw something into this mix, if I may, Chrissy, which is that yeah. as well as all this going on, there's been a tremendous outpouring of spiritual energy and spiritual light into the world and direct cooperation with the gods from space. That's not exclusively this light of course, not exclusively from the Ethereum Society. We never say that. There are many people and organizations doing wonderful things on this world, sending out light in many, many different ways. The Ethereum Society has a unique role to play. I believe it's the most effective um, path, or I'd be on another one. But it's not the only one. It's a, And as a result of that, and the manipulations that Dr. George King brought about uh, in cooperation with the gods from space through missions like Operation Prayer Power that we're doing on Holston Down on Saturday, and like other missions such as Operation Sunbeam, which has even been performed over the last weekend in the UK, and other missions such as the Saturn mission and, and the running of spiritual energy radiators, which this very day is taking place in London, Barnsley, Michigan, New Zealand, and Los Angeles. All these things have, and other actions, have had an effect too. And have, I believe, quite possibly, well not possibly, have definitely changed world conditions, natural disasters, immensely. If it wasn't for these actions, the world would be in a really dire, dire straits. Now, when, and we've talked about this before, when this great change comes about, uh, when the New Age, just prior to the New Age taking its full manifestation on Earth, there's going to be a, a coming to Earth of a, of a great being. And the, that coming to Earth could actually have been delayed by these actions. I'm giving a personal perspective now, Chrissy. This isn't a direct quote from other Aetherius Society teachings. This is my own take on it. It's one that I have discussed with Dr. King. I'm not going to say he, he gave a, any official statements that I could give about that, but I certainly did. And it, it's, I think, just in the same way that the Master Jesus came to avoid a catastrophe that was due in those days. Um, so, Dr. King, the uh, beings known as the Six Adepts, and other great forces have come, even more so in these days, and the kind of dire effects referred to there in 1960, before any of the missions that I've mentioned had been organized in the way that they're now organized anyway, and most of them hadn't even been invented or given to Earth, dire things could have happened by now. Now, I came across an interesting piece of scientific information here uh, recently. In fact, it was uh, only on June the 30th. It was on the BBC website. I just happened to come across this. Healing detected in Antarctic ozone hole. Researchers say they found the first clear evidence that the thinning in the ozone layer above Antarctica is starting to heal. The scientists said that in September 2015, the hole was around 4 million square kilometers smaller than it was in the year 2000, an area roughly the size of India. Professor Solomon and colleagues, including researchers from the University of Leeds in the UK, carried out detailed measurements of the amount of ozone in the stratosphere between 2000 and 2015. The study has been hailed as historically significant by other researchers. This is the first con convincing evidence that the healing of the Antarctic ozone hole has now started, said Dr. Marcus Rex from the Alfred Wegener Institute for Polar and Marine Research in Germany. So I, I mention that because uh, mm -hmm. it indicates possibly 
that this bombardment that's referred to here by Mars, Mars Sector 6 coming from, through, through the ionosphere, the ozone layer is possibly a sort of uh, maybe some kind of physical aspect of the ionosphere, um, is actually possibly being reduced. And it's possible that in fact the coming of the next master and the new age as being delayed by these very powerful spiritual activities and missions which are still going on very actively today to enable more people to make this change before it's as it were you know too late for most people um and all of us need to change I'm, I'm certainly not saying you know counting myself out of this we all need to change in order to be able to cope with the vibrations that will be bombarded through the ethers to and from the mother earth when the new age dawns and if more time is being bought for more people by these missions then that is possibly part of the plan i'm throwing that out for people to ponder mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's two things. I think Dr. King was very explicit. It was one thing that could definitely speed up the coming of the New Age and the coming of the next master, which would be the whole world changing towards the light very quickly and therefore virtually demanding that it comes about. That's one way it could come quickly. Another way would be the ways I would have thought that have been prophesied of such dire disaster and destruction that it's almost untenable to exist here anymore and therefore sort sorting quite naturally took place. What we have possibly at the moment, and we certainly shouldn't be too overconfident about this, but because it's a very dangerous world, as we all know, even in recent days, but we have a sort of... It, it's sustained. It hasn't been as dire as many thought it would be, and perhaps it would have been, and that could be a result... Uh, particularly of the spiritual missions of the Ethereum Society. Well, thank you, Richard. That, I mean, the scientific research was fascinating, and also your interpretation, mm. very, very interesting indeed. So thank you for sharing that. I mean, for all I know, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it could be that the next master would have either come by now, if you took Nostradamus literally, or would certainly be coming in a matter of a few decades. It may, I don't know this, it could have been moved back and it could be moved back even hundreds of years, which in cosmic time is just a fraction of, of a moment. Mm. Yeah, we certainly need the time for in which to change. These are just, yeah, discussion points. Yeah, very, very interesting. <laughs> there. So I'll continue because actually... Richard, Please we do. We don't have that much time, do we? Um, no, well, we'll, well, we need to take it. So we, it, it, if we don't do the whole uh, transmission, of course, people can get their copies of You Are Responsible and study it at their leisure. Right, good point. <laughs> okay, the next part. Service and cooperation. I'm sorry, uh, there's a, a, a paragraph before then. Mm. These things can all be put right by man if he decides this night to throw his God-given energies into the channels of construction, away from the channels of destruction. Service I have to stop you. I have to. I'm sorry, Chrissy. Okay. I have to stop you there because no, no, I, I absolutely love. I love that. You know, here we have this list of the dire things that we're facing, and then in one sentence we have Mars Sector Six, possibly one of the most positive. I think. Well, I wouldn't want to put it between Mars Sector Six and the Master Etherius so positive, so encouraging, so life-affirming. You have this statement, after all these dire things, these things can all be put right. They can yes. all be put right by man. In, in other yes. words, there's no negativity in this at all. If he decides this night. So I think, you know, that it's ba so balanced and so... I mean, of course, this is the master who a year later or less than a year gave the nine freedoms which is just uh, you know the most positive vision you could ever hope for the nine freedoms it's, it's, a, it's the biggest cosmic encouragement humanity's possibly ever been given about our future evolution yeah absolutely and even though um, we need it seems like we need a long time to change as, as the Mars Sector 6 says we can decide this night. I like that. It's this like night. Instant. Yeah, I do. You make the decision. Yes. yes. So the next part, um, 
Service and cooperation are the keynotes which will enable mankind to put right these conditions. Indeed, mankind upon Terra has the greatest opportunities ever offered to any other life streams in the whole solar system at any time since its inception. For man upon Terra has fallen so low that the climb back could be far more glorious than any yet accomplished since the inception of this solar system. Goodness I think me. we have to pause there. I mean, yes. you talk about, you know, there's this, there's this phrase which is beneath Mars Sector 6, so, but, so I don't want to put it in, into that bracket, but, you know, having a glass half full. Um, here, you know, here we have um, a description of a terrible thing. I mean, humanity has fallen further than was even foreseen, actually so low but instead of sort of dwelling on the awfulness of that the, the horror of that the disgrace of that mars sector six is looking at it this way that this could mean that we could have the most glorious climb back ever accomplished since the inception of the solar system it's a he's seeing it as a magnificent opportunity again yeah. it doesn't really get any more positive than that no really it's a fantastic way of looking at it and the next part, too, is so positive. Um, I'll continue, shall I, Richard? Mm. Yes, please do. If mankind used his skill correctly, he could cure all disease upon terror by a close study of that science you call yoga, by a close study of that science you call chromotherapy, by adherence to that science you call homeopathy. These things would cure disease. Richard, I know you'd like to comment on that. I would, because what, what Mars Center 6 now does is he takes us through think, some of the things that mankind as a whole could do. And I think we need to, to look at the words very, very closely. I mean, take this phrase, for example, if mankind used his skill correctly, he could cure all disease upon terror by a close study of that science you call yoga. Now, I, I think people could misread that and think, oh, yeah. well, if I do some yoga, it's good for my health. That's not what he's saying at all, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not saying it wouldn't be good for your health, but he's not saying right. that if everybody took up some yoga postures, as many do, millions do around the world, there'll be no disease upon earth. He's talking right. about the whole science of yoga, uh, and yoga is union with God. He's not just talking yeah. about even the physical postures and the asanas or even just the breathing. He's talking about nani yoga, raja yoga, kundalini yoga, and most important of all, now, karma yoga. Service yeah. must be included yeah. in that. Um, so it's important to look kind of deeply, I think, at these statements that are made um, I mean, for all I know, a close study of the science called yoga might, for example, I'm going to make a controversial statement here, to be followed completely means celibacy. It, it, you know, Mars Sector 6, just to name one thing, it uh, could be a very far-reaching point he's making if we are going to cure all disease upon terror. And then likewise, he talks about a close study of the science called chromotherapy. I don't think he means if you get yourself a green light bulb. I'm not saying that right. won't help. I've got one myself. Don't get me wrong. A, the study of the science, which may not yet be complete upon this earth. And again, adherence to the science you call homeopathy. Again, I mean, it's, it's, it's some brilliant discoveries by Samuel Hahnemann and people today but he didn't, wasn't able, I don't think he even claimed, to fully explain what was going on there. Um, and it, again, it's not just buying a few pills, getting a green bulb and doing some postures. Good as that is, right. I want to stress, if we want to cure mm -hmm. all disease upon terror, that's really what I wanted to, to say. Yeah. And in the meantime, you, you might need some other forms of medicine as well, possibly. That's for the individual to decide. Right. Well, thank you, Richard. Okay. Please read on. Uh, mankind could, if he used his skill correctly, bring about total terrestrial disarmament and employ the present wasted energies in constructive channels so that fertilization of his rich earth would dispel starvation from the surface of terror forever. Yes, again, he's talking there, and it's very specific, about total 
terrestrial disarmament. Um, some call that multilateral disarmament, I think. Um, whether it would help, and this has been debated in this country today, to have unilateral disarmament in certain countries, or whether that would make the world more dangerous and not be more likely to lead to total terrestrial disarmament is a political opinion. Uh, one thing that will definitely help to bring about total terrestrial disarmament is a spiritual approach. That we do know. Whether a political approach on its own could achieve that, I doubt myself. Uh, but a spiritual approach, changing the consciousness of the world as a whole, and of course, I must add that when these points were delivered, of course, this was before the various missions I've mentioned. I mean, just to name one mission, which we've been engaged in in the last few days, Operation Sunbeam, we've been told is more important than that any action performed by any organization or even country. Um, yeah. And that hadn't been invented when this was delivered, never mind accepted and performed. So this isn't a complete list. This is some of the things that Mars Sector 6 was addressing to humanity as a whole to bring about salvation to this planet. Yes, absolutely. And the next part, um, if mankind choose to use the practice of the presence given by the great Aetherius, he could, if he used sufficient energy, then help to ward off the harmful effects brought about by killer dust such as strontium-90, strontium-89, and radioactive iodine. I believe, Chrissy, there is a workshop being held on the practice of the presence in, uh, in your neck of the woods in Michigan in the next, what, month or two? I believe yes, Brian Kniep is coming up. <laughs> yes, thank you for mentioning that, Richard. It's actually Saturday, August the 27th, uh, in the All afternoon, right. 2 p.m., our workshop on this very practice. Because, yeah. uh, as, as I just read, if mankind, if you use sufficient energy, in other words, it's one thing doing the practice of the presence, but doing mm. it correctly with sufficient energy is, is very, mm. very powerful indeed, as Mars 6 said. So uh, the mm -hmm. Right Reverend Brian Kniep, um, Ting Bishop, coming up to uh, Royal Oak, Michigan, to give this practice, do come along because you'll learn how to do it correctly and with great energy so that will help to protect us during this time. Absolutely. Now, Chrissy, as you rightly say, we aren't going to be go th able to go through every uh, element, I don't think, um, of this transmission. So uh, because of time, and people can read it, and it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful thing to read, I think perhaps we should move down to this penultimate, uh, towards the end, um, uh, where we start off, uh, where are we? We've got about, I think perhaps where it says, shortly Terra must take her initiation. Can you see that bit? Um. Or even oh, yes. you could go, uh, oh. um, yep, when you found goes. that? Okay, fine, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't actually. Uh, All right, well, let, I'll tell you what I, oh. I will do. Um, yes, I have, I have seen it. Yes, you found that. I have that. Okay. okay. Well, could I'll you read from there? there. We've, we've skipped a couple of paragraphs, everybody, because we are running out of time, but we want to include this final, these final words. Okay. Shortly, Terra must take her initiation. Before she does this, she will shake from her back those who are not ready for the conditions to come. It is not necessary for any life streams to be shaken from this back. All life streams, if they worked hard enough, could go forward into greater things than those which they have brought to the surface of this earth. Men, you must choose. There is not a life stream upon terror who can in any way escape having to make this decision. These are the last days of the old order. The new order for you will be deeper peace, greater joy, conditions beyond your wild imaginings, or rebirth upon a younger world to relive the terrors of the history you have made upon this planet. Choose and act. 
I think that's a wonderful way to end. And those, the last uh, sentence that you read there, in fact, the last couple of sentences you read there, are the ones that appear on the front of You Are Responsible. And just as a piece of interest, I came across another thing. Actually, it's from December 2015. And that a lot of astronomers believe a team from Sweden and Mexico actually claimed to have discovered a previously unseen uh, massive object in our solar system, at the edge of the solar system. Um, and they, they say that it could be a super-Earth, is what they call it. Um, there are a lot of people have talked about so-called Planet X for many, many, many years. Some believe in it, some yeah. don't believe in it. It's a, it's a contentious issue among astronomers. Uh, but way back in the early teachings... Dr. King, and it's referred to here, spoke of another planet in this solar system to which humanity, the humanity which chooses, and this I think is the absolute key word, and so different in a way from the sort of spirit of some of the excerpts I read at the beginning. Um, it's a question of us choosing. It's not a question of some people being punished or God losing his temper or anything silly like that. It's people facing a situation which is the great elevation of the planet upon which we live and are we going to choose to try our utmost to be a part of that and help others to be a part of it or are we not and you know we can know this consciously we can know this unconsciously one way or another humanity will become aware of these this great change that if they're not already and we have the chance to change and to help others to change but if we choose not to and humanity, as we know, has made some very bad choices over the last millions of years, uh, then we won't be sent off to an everlasting hell or completely destroyed. We'll be sent to this other planet which is in this solar system in order to learn uh, because we will have chosen to learn. We'll have, been, we'll have chosen we still need to go through these experiences yet again because we are not ready, we're not making ourselves ready for the great change which is coming to the wonderful planet, the beloved Mother Earth, to whom we owe everything. I mean, even the Master Jesus in his seventh blessing, and, and let's, I think, perhaps close with these wonderful words, which are so poetically put, but saying really the same thing. She, he says this about the Mother Earth. He says, she weeps not, when the vandals do tear her body with wounds, she weeps not when the fools do commit foul acts against the very nature which forms her fruits. As yet, man, she has borne you. I request most strongly now that you do not take such for granted. She has not as yet demanded that you change or leave. Beautiful ending. Thank you, Richard. I think that sums it up. Um, and as we said earlier, that it won't be her demanding. It will be even a higher being than herself demanding that she changes and then we will have to change or we will have to leave. Um, but I hope we can understand it better now and see it not as a terrible, dire, frightening thing, but as an opportunity and a choice that we can all make. So, Absolutely. Uh, shall and we hand over to... Mm. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry, Christy, you please, you please close No, up. I was just saying, it's a wonderful choice, and if people do get you are responsible, you'll see the rest of the transmission is some very, very positive, wonderful things. If we choose, we can have greater peace, greater harmony, greater joy, and so forth, which Mars X6 mm. goes into. So uh, thank you mm. so much, and uh, as you say, let's hand over to Nikki. Thank you. Well, that was absolutely amazing. And thank you to you both, Richard and Chrissy, for such a brilliant insight into the initiation of Earth and making us more aware of what we can do to help the wonderful space refuge we call our beloved Mother Earth. You have been listening to Ethereus Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection, the third Tuesday of each month, the next show will be actually on Tuesday, August the 16th, entitled Realize Your Inner Potential Through King Yoga. Don't miss that one. For more information on the fascinating facts mentioned above, 
mentioned site in the show or to connect with the Aetherius Society, again, please visit www.aetherius.org. You can connect with your hosts, Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence, by visiting their respective websites, www.chrissyblaze.com and www.richardlawrence.co.uk. Thank you so very much for listening, and please enjoy the rest of the month. <laughs>